thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. I think today we're going to finish up on the series we've been teaching on, on fervency, being hot for God. Yes. We're talking about it because um, our fervor, mm -hmm. our spiritual fervency is really an indicator of our spiritual health. Yes. Just like someone's body temperature is an indicator of their health. Right. Well, even so, our spiritual temperature is an indicator of our spiritual health. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to see what the Word has to say mm -hmm. about this. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. Uh, this has been a foundational scripture we're using. Verse 15, Jesus was speaking, um, talking about the church that was in Laodicea. And this is what He said to them. He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So we see this. The danger of being lukewarm shows us this. There was once heat applied to it. It either had the heat applied and turned it off or was hot and cooled down. Yes. Yes. So Jesus is saying for someone, because we would think it'd be better to be lukewarm than sure. cold, but right. if someone is cold spiritually, they've never heard. Right. They've right. never heard the gospel. Um, they don't know anything about what God will do for them, mm -hmm. but someone who's lukewarm has heard. Yeah. And they're stepping away. They're putting it away. They're sitting, setting it aside. Mm -hmm. They're not walking in the light uh -huh. of what they've heard. Yeah. And that is a danger. And Jesus made it clear that it's a danger. Yeah. Then, then Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. He reads, it reads, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, mm -hmm. serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. That word fervent, the definition for it means to be hot. And it's not just any measure of hot. It's really uh, another definition with fervent says to be boiling. Mm -hmm. yes. So it's boiling hot. Yes. It's not just hot that, you know, that's uncomfortably hot, but yes. boiling hot. When something, a substance is boiling hot, you can't touch it. Right. Right with your own hand. When you get hot for God, there are some things that just cannot attach themselves to you. They, they may come, but they just cannot stay attached because your hotness for God will not let the wrong things stay there. Amen. And so the Amplified Classic translation of verse 11 reads this, never lag in zeal. What's that mean? Don't let your spiritual temperature go down. Never lag in zeal or in earnest endeavor. Be aglow yeah. 
look at that, be aglow. Um, we were talking about this previously and we're talking about that if you put a rod of metal into a furnace to heat it up, it's not ready to bend or reshape until it's glowing. It's not enough for it to be hot. It has to be a glow. This is what the Amplified is saying. Be a glow. Don't just be hot, but be to the degree to where you can be easily shaped, easily directed, easily turned. Amen. Amen. Easily turned by God yeah. into the right, uh, the right direction that he's sending you. We found this. If we're struggling against something that God has endeavoring to shape us into, mold us into in some way, he's commanded something of us and we're struggling, get hot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When you're hot, you're easy. It's, it, you're, you're, you're very compliant. Yeah. Right. You comply with God instead of kicking against something. Yeah. Yeah. Of God. So the Amplified says, be aglow and burning with the Spirit, Mm -hmm. serving the Lord. So God is showing us um, our condition that He wants us to be in when we're serving Him. Be hot, be interested, be, um, if I could say this, don't just affect you, but affect those around you. When you're hot, others can. Others can be elevated. Amen. I want to take a little bit and let's go through a few scriptures. So follow along with us. You may want to take note of this for yourself. And again, we invite you go back and watch previous episodes. We have said so much. This is, I believe, the 10th episode that we're teaching on this. And uh, we don't want you to miss the other things that we've said. But I want you to, I want to go through the, the word and look at some scriptures that point to this word fervent, mm-hmm. talking about being hot for God because our spiritual um, temperature is to be determined by us, not God. We're in total control of whether or not we're hot for God. We can do things that increase our spiritual temperature or decrease our spiritual temperature. Number one, be full of the word and full of the spirit. Amen. Have a local church, have a pastor, be in fellowship with a, a, a local church other believers. Why? Because it's going to play into your spiritual hotness and we need that. Um, I want you to see Psalm chapter 18, verse one. (laughs) Psalm chapter 18, verse one says, I love you fervently Mm -hmm. and devotedly, O Lord, my strength. So notice this, we're to be fervent in our love for God. I love you fervently, not just I appreciate you. Yes, we do appreciate him, but it goes beyond that. I'm hot in my love for God. Amen. Amen. Then let's look at this and you may just want to take a note of it. The Song of Solomon, chapter two in verse 15. And I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Classic Translation. It says, my heart was touched and I fervently sang to him, my desire. Mm. Look at that. Um, So what's that mean? Fervent in our worship. And notice this, I I fervently sang to him, my desire. Mm -hmm. He's my desire. Him, my desire. My heart was touched and I fervently sang to him, my desire. Well, we could say this, my desire to do something for him, my desire towards something. But what about this? He is my desire. Amen. Then let's go to Acts chapter 12. Mm -hmm. 
Acts chapter 12 and verse 5, and it reads this, the Amplified Translation. It says, so Peter was kept in prison. Now look, at, let, let me go ahead and kind of backtrack and set the scene here. Um, Peter and James and John were the ones who worked the closest with Jesus out of all the 12 disciples. He took and he especially poured into them. Um, Acts chapter 12 and verse 1, it talks about how John, excuse me, James was arrested and was killed. And they saw it please the Jews. So they proceeded also to take Peter. Why was the devil after, he was after certain ones. And it reads that um, opposition arose, persecution arose against certain ones. Why? Because they were the leadership. They didn't just go after the congregation member, they went after the leader of the congregation. And so there arose, well, let's, yeah, let's read that. Acts chapter 12, they put it up here for me. About that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to afflict and oppress and torment some who belonged to the church. The King James says certain of the church, certain ones. They had a plan. They had a target. They went after James. Peter was next. And then there's John. These are the three that Jesus took in special settings. He would take them aside from the other disciples and he would so personally into them. Why? Because he favored them more? No, because of what they were called to. They needed another, uh, if I could say this, another level of impartation, another time of instruction that was separate from the others because of what they were called to. The devil knew that, that these men were, they they were singled out by heaven for certain assignments. So here we see that um, Herod, first of all, went after James Mm -hmm. and killed him. Mm -hmm. Um, Then he arrested, they arrested Peter because they saw that the Jews were pleased when James was killed. So they're trying to please the Jews. Mm -hmm. And so they proceeded also to take Peter. Mm -hmm. And it says in verse five, so Peter was kept in prison. So what's that two out of the two out of the three mm-hmm. that were Jesus's inner circle, so yes. to speak. Mm-hmm. So Peter was kept in prison. Look at this, but fervent prayer. Mm-hmm. The Amplified oh. said, the King James says, but prayer was made for him. Right. But the Amplified says, but fervent prayer mm-hmm. was made for him. Was uh, Fervent prayer for him was persistently made to God by the church. Mm-hmm. So notice this. What does fervent prayer do? It's persistent. Yes. Yes. It says fervent prayer for him was persistently made. Half-hearted prayer will quit before the answer comes. Now, when it comes to the prayer of faith, releasing your faith and claiming it, say, I just, I take that. I see that something is mine. You can always pray the prayer of faith for yourself. When something belongs to you in Christ, you don't have to, if I could say this, labor in prayer to get God to give it to you. If it belongs to you, part of your inheritance, you can just release your faith or you can pray that prayer of faith and receive it. But when it comes to someone else, the prayer of faith is not always what's called for. Sometimes it's supplication you have to do, which that an earnest 
heartfelt, um, if I could see th- say this, persistent asking. And so this is what we see the church engaging in. It was not simply the prayer of faith. Father, we, we thank you for his deliverance. We believe we receive it. Mm-mm. There, that's not what that setting called for. It called for a different kind of prayer. It called for persistent prayer. It called for that supplication that would not let go and would not stop until that answer showed up. So in those situations, it calls for fervency. You have to be interested enough to keep persisting. So we see that fervent in our prayer lives and in praying for others, we had to be fervent about it. Amen. And then Colossians chapter four and verse 12, Colossians chapter four, verse 12. And this is the King James. And it reads this, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ saluteth you. He's always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Notice this. What's it mean fervent? He sticks with it. This is something that he's always bringing before God. He's bringing you before God that you would stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. He doesn't just pray it once for you. This is a fervent request. This is an ongoing, persistent request. And he doesn't have to make himself do it because he's fervent about it. That he's heated up about it. If I could say this, there's something, there's an inner fire in him about this. You know, the spirit of God, sometimes he will prompt something towards certain people. Um, he may, if I could say this, put something on your heart to pray for someone. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of sits there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just is, is connected to you. Mm-hmm. And um, you just, it, it's something that might not really leave you. There's that sense that it's there. That's because God wants us to be persistent with it. Yeah. Just yeah. keep at it. Yeah. Just keep yeah. at it. Yeah. Just keep at it. Well, what keeps us from being slack in our prayer life, our fervency, being fervent, having, well, if we're fervent, we're full of the word now. And we're full of the spirit. When we're full of the word, then we are cooperating with that word in a lifestyle of prayer. So we see this, we're to be fervent in our love for God. We're to be fervent in our worship of God. We're to be fervent in our prayer lives not just half-interested, half-hearted. Amen. But we see it through to completion. Some of the most precious generals of the faith that I've gotten to be around, one of the things that is said on several occasions by different ones of them has said, most people quit too soon. When it comes to their prayer life, most people quit. Most believers quit too soon. And uh, you have to learn how to hold fast in prayer. Well, you don't just do it by willpower. You do it by fervency. Your spiritual temperature, you're hot for God, and it will not let you let go of that thing until you see God's will fulfilled in that situation. Amen. Now go to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, and let's look at verse 22 and 23. And this is the Amplified Classic Translation. And it reads this way. 
see that you love one another fervently from a pure heart. You have been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin seed, but from one that is immortal by the ever living and lasting word of God. But look at this. We're to be fervent in our love for one another. You know, when you're a part of a church family, you get acquainted with people. You begin to learn them. But you can also recognize weaknesses, Mm -hmm. faults, failures. So what? So what? Fervency overlooks all that. Fervency does not take note of what could be divisive or what could be off-putting. You love them too fervently to notice any any wrong, any negative. I'm not talking about a lifestyle of sin you don't, you don't take note. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that you won't ever be divisive because you love them too much. Amen. It keeps a, it keeps a church family sound. It keeps a church family safe. It keeps them in unity when they fervently love one another instead of noticing problems with one another. Amen. Amen. The love that we are to fervently express to one another, it's a divine love. Why? Since we're born again. Remember, he talks about loving one another and says, you've been born again. You've been regenerated. We love them from that place. We don't love them from the natural that if you treat me right, then I'll love you. If you do something I like, then I'll love you. No, I love you because I'm I'm reborn. Amen. Being fervent in spirit will fuel our fervency of love for each other. Did you get that? Being fervent in spirit, our own spiritual hotness for God will fuel our fervency of love for our brethren. Then 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 8, the King James says this, And above all things have fervent charity or love among yourselves, for charity will cover the multitude of sins. Amen. Fervent in this verse is defined as strain and stretch. So above all things uh, have fervent love among yourselves for this love shall cover the multitude of sins. You stretch yourself to cover up what they've done, not to expose it, not to talk about it among the brethren. You stretch and you strain to make sure no one else sees that. That's between them and God. That's not for me to go out and advertise and for me to post that. I will stretch and strain myself in my fervency for God to make sure that what, what, is, what is going on between them is between them and God. It's yes. not for the public. Wow. Amen. 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 You will stretch yourself to bless someone else. Yes. Fervency will do that. Oh, yes. Reach and stretch past your flesh and circumstances to express love rather than to express flesh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? Amen. Um, Then we see this, Mark chapter 10 and verse 17. The Amplified Classic Translation says this, and speaking of Jesus, he took them, the children up, one by one in his arms, and he fervently invoked a blessing 
placing his hands upon them. What do we see here? Jesus was fervent in how he ministered to others. He wasn't just casual. He recognized that there was something in him that would change something for them. And he was fervent about what he had for them. He was interested in those he ministered to. There was a fervency. It wasn't just a casual, half-hearted token of appreciation or love. He was fervent. He was all in into being a blessing and ministering to someone else. Amen. To produce a fervency for others has to come from a fervent place. We can't be casual and not hot for God and then express a fervency. Jesus fervently laid hands on them and ministered to them. Why? Because he was fervent. There again, I want you to see what the word commands us in connection with fervency. We be fervent in our love for God. We be fervent in our worship of God. We be fervent in our prayer lives and in praying for others. Fervent in our love toward others. Mm -hmm. Fervent in ministering to others. Mm -hmm. And this is the last one I want to see here uh, is Acts chapter 18, verse 24. And a certain Jew named Apollos, uh, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. So notice this, when we teach and when we minister the word, we should be fervent in ministering the word. Mm-hmm. How can you do that? You have to be fervent in spirit. Yes. Yes. Because that's how the word is going to come out. If it's hot in you, it'll come out hot. And it will land hotly in others. Meaning this, it will land in them in such a way that it burns into them. Uh The right thing, the revelation, the truths of the word. Amen. So we're fervent when we're ministering to others. I'm talking about personally as Jesus laid hands on, but also in how we minister the word. We need to be interested in that. And then of course we read... In Romans chapter 12, verse 10, we read it at the top of this episode that we're to be fervent in spirit serving the Lord. So now another way that we see that our fervency comes into play is how we're serving the Lord. I want to take, there's several translations here and if I can get through it for time's sake, I want to read to you how it reads in these other translations. Um, The Amplified translation, we already read it. I want to read it again. It says, never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. Lexham English translation says, not lagging in diligence. Being enthusiastic in spirit serving the Lord. Meaning we're not bored. We're not forced. We're thrilled. Amen. God's Word translation says this, don't be lazy in showing your devotion. Use your, use your energy to serve the Lord. The Good News translation says, work hard, do not be lazy. Serve the Lord with a heart full of devotion. The Common English Bible says, don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Be on fire in the spirit as you serve the Lord. The New Living Translation says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. The NIV Translation says, never be lacking in zeal, 
but keep your spiritual fervor mm-hmm. serving the Lord. What's that mean? You have to protect it. Yeah. Protect your, 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 uh, your fervency for God, your hotness yes. for God from that which would cool it. The New International Reader's Version, it reads this way. Never let the fire in your heart go out. Uh-huh. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. The New Century Version says, Do not be lazy, but work hard serving the Lord with all your heart. Amen. We're all in. All in. Listen, when we're all in with the Word, it won't take long for the Word to do its work. We will see the Word work quickly in in those situations when we're all in with the Word. Um, Dake's note says this, Maintain zeal to the boiling point. Amen. The more fervent and hot you are, your serving will reflect that, won't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. To be fervent in serving God, we're to be fervent in unity. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Um, unity is so important in the body of Christ. It's really how we show the world who we belong to. Uh-huh. Jesus said, they'll know you by your love for one another. Yes. Be fervent. Yes. If we're serving the Lord fervently, we need to be loving each other fervently yes. because we can't serve him fervently and not love one another fervently. Yes. Yes. What about this being fervent toward the vision God's given your pastor? Yes. Be fervent about that. Amen. There's nothing more disheartening for a pastor than people who are indifferent toward what God's told him to do. Yep. Right. Amen. Amen. Fervency keeps us interested. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, the more fervent and hotter we are for God, the more we make ourselves available to Him. Yes. Our serving will reflect our fervency. Yes. Yes. Fervent people are willing to do anything uh-huh. yes. God asks of them or yes. commands of them. Yes. Go anywhere, He yeah. says. Yeah. Amen. Amen. As I've said, if struggling with obeying God and something that he's been dealing with you about and something he's commanded of you, increase your fervency. Mm-hmm. Increase your spiritual health. Get hotter for God because then you're so willing to do anything that God says because you're thrilled. Yeah. You're thrilled yeah. with him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, it's, been a, it's, it's such our honor to be able to come to you and minister these things. And the reason we're able to is because Kenneth Copeland Ministry sows this time to our ministry and to all the programmers on this channel. And uh, what an honor it is. I'm a partner. Our ministry is a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. We ask you if this broadcast is a blessing to you, and you're not already a partner, I ask you to pray about becoming a partner. And uh, you can sign up to be a partner at, by going to kcm.org and you can sign up there. And until next time that we're able to get to be with you, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. We will never receive from God beyond the measure of our response. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, she instructs us how to properly respond to God and the moving of His Spirit. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, October 15th through the 19th. 
For more information and to register, visit our website at defrainministries.org. Come expecting your miracle. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.